So I have uh, Joe here with me. You have Joe. Joe, how, how do you say your last name? Mergia. Mergia. Okay. I'm Italian. Cool. I'm Italian. I'm, just, I'm Sicilian. Mergia. Oh, you're Sicilian. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll just go with UFO Joe. <laughs> but can you pronounce my last name? Uh, Rosh. Yes. Nice job. Most people call me Scene Rash. So, <laughs> <laughs> telemarketers and such. Um, would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself as far as uh, your upbringing? You know, your family life, how you were raised, and maybe segue that into what connected you with this world? I grew up in Long Island, New York, and was born in 1965, have two older sisters, and my dad worked at Grumman, which is now Grumman Northrop. Um, oh. Yeah, it's it's... We've never we've had very small talk about UFOs. He really doesn't want to talk about it. I don't know if he ever had any anything related to it at Grumman's possible. Um, and the first connection I had, and it's just a normal, you know, normal childhood, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, but my first connection to this subject, I think it was 1973. So I was eight. I'm not positive on that date, but I went to the movies and saw with my sister a Bigfoot. Uh, it was a docudrama called uh, The Legend of Bogey Creek or Boggy Creek. And I seem to remember there was uh, a documentary before that on UFOs. So that was my first time. So I was like, you know, I, 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 I liked it. And I watched the show In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. But I didn't know they were books. Yeah. You know, as a kid, you don't know they're books. There's no internet. Um and then I'm trying to think, you know, watching shows like In Search Of, and that was 70s. And then I saw Close Encounters in the theater in 19, oh, wow. I think it was 77, which blew me away. I loved that. Yeah, I, that would be great. I, ha I had a picture of me playing drums because I'm a drummer. And I had my Close, oh, you Encounters, are. I had my Close Encounters t-shirt on. And I, I can't find that picture, which really makes me mad. But um, so I... We'll have know, to jam sometime. Yeah, maybe play. <laughs> Yeah, guitar, singing, all that. Nice. Yeah. So uh, they do a live stream band session. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead. I need to play more, but that's no, that's fine. Um. So close encounters. So I really, I didn't have anything related to the paranormal come up in my life. I mean, there, there's stuff that happened along the way, like dreams that would come true occasionally. True. So it's like, but at the time, I was like, I did not think anything. I didn't think, wow. That's a premonition. I didn't think like that. Um, and then in, I'd say it was like 81, 82, I went to Manhattan and went to an occult bookstore. It was a really famous bookstore, which I didn't know at the time, but it's called The Magical Child. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's more of an online shop now. Um, but they had all stuff for Wiccans. They had all these different herbs and Eye of Newt, all that stuff. But they also had a great selection of occult books. books and I saw one on Astral, project, astral Projection which I had heard about through a cousin, a cousin of mine. So I bought that, read about it. Um, not, you know, a few years later, I actually read the Satanic Bible, which for people who have never read it, it's really not about devil worshiping. It's more of a philosophy book, but they also talk I've about, heard that. they also talk about um, rituals where they're, it's basically 
um, you're trying to manifest stuff through rituals, which at the time I didn't understand the connection. You know, the 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 really dumbed down basic version of that is the secret. If anybody's seen the movie The Secret, well, that stuff goes way back, and it goes way back, maybe the 30s, 40s, where people had those ideas. So yeah. then I'm trying to think. There wasn't much in my life related to the paranormal until it was like 96. I met someone who became my first wife. And at the time I was pursuing her and trying to find out stuff we had in common. And she mentioned, she goes, my aunt had this experience where this being came into her house and he looked like the one that was on the cover of Whitley Strieber's book. And I was like, what book? And she's like communion, I think it's called. So I bought that book. I'm like, oh, oh now we can, now I have something to discuss with her. Um, yeah. But I started reading it, got scared because I didn't realize it was, a, you know, I didn't realize it was about abductions. Stopped reading it. And then either the next day, next night or the night after that, I woke up on my couch in my apartment and I couldn't move. It's basically typical sleep paralysis, which doctors, mm -hmm. you know, traditional doctors will say sleep paralysis. Other mm -hmm. people will say, oh, that's oh, that's the uh, that's the, the precursor to an out of body experience, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I'd never experienced it. And it scared the heck out of me. So <laughs> I, I, I struggled out of it. And then the next day I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that as a sign to finish reading communion. And I did. And then there's so much stuff in communion. That's not scary. It's about metaphysics and meditation. And so I read that. And then I read the next book he put out. And then I read the next book he put out. And I just <laughs> went down the rabbit hole. I read everything I could get my hands on. <laughs> A lot of stuff, really not not credible stuff. Uh, I read a lot of channeling books, um, and yeah. I soon realized that you know they were just contradiction, contradict, contradictory information yeah. in all these different books. So interesting, but you know, as far as evidence, no. And I was really gullible back then. I believed a lot of what I read. And over the years, I, I met somebody I worked with in Tampa, and he would always call me on stuff. He's like, "Well, how can you prove that? How can you prove that? How do you know?" You know, UFOs, extra how can you even prove they're extraterrestrials? And I developed a, a, an ability to debate and I and I and I developed discernment at that time. So it's been a long road. So it's like to, starting with believing everything I read to being really skeptical and then coming back somewhere in the middle, which is where I am now. And then and I think I lost, that's the right place. Yeah, well, I lost. Uh, I, I just lost think that's the right place. I think it's the right place. I mean, I I'm open to a lot of stuff and I'll talk about a lot of stuff and I'll speculate all day long. But in the end, I'll tell people I don't know. The only thing I feel yeah. comfortable saying I know is that something anomalous is in our skies and our seas. Something is here sure. as far as UFOs, what they are. At least you know, that much, I think, is agreed upon at this point with people. I would hope so. But there are people that, that do not agree upon that. They think it's just, you know, foreign adversarial tech or drones and yeah. maybe black budget. Even if it's black budget American tech or black budget foreign, that's adversarial. That's still a, an amazing story that we have. Sure. That can, you know. It's kind of the it's kind of the weird uh, situation with you. Ufology is the people outside of the world think everyone in there just wants aliens to be real. You know, and so they kind of just discredit the whole thing because of that. And that's not even the case. It's just that we know something is here and it's amazing and it's doing amazing things, whether it's us, China, uh, aliens, interdimensionals, whatever. And we just want to know which one, right. <laughs> you know. And there are people that, you know, come to me and they say, well, on Twitter, they're like, I do know what's going on. And, they, and they'll tell me and I'm like, all right, well, I don't. And, I, and I, I can't prove it. And they get mad. 
and they'll say, exactly. oh, it's, extra, it's extraterrestrial. I'm like, I don't even know if it's extraterrestrial. If it's non-human, it may not be extraterrestrial. It may be something that's been here before, you know, before humans were here. And yeah. Luis Elizondo, who ran the Pentagon's UFO program, ATIP, he said, you know, it could be right in front of us. You know, we can only see certain things with our eyes. Our eyes are limited. So there could be stuff sure. all around us right now. And for me, yeah. that's exciting, you know, but for somebody yeah. who's not into this stuff, that's pretty scary. If you say, George Knapp has said, you know, extraterrestrials, you think, I think that the public can handle that. But if you tell them there are these beings that can see us, we can't see them and they can see us all the time when you're taking a shower, people probably aren't going to react to that very well. <laughs> Still wearing their swim trunks in there. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I lost I lost interest after a while throughout the 90s. I was like, you know, hard at this. I, I, I quit my job. I worked for the city of Tampa Television. I quit that job. It was like two or three years short of a pension. I quit it to work on Paranormal full-time with my newsletter I had at the time. I had a newsletter, uh, Open Mind News, that I edited. Uh, and then I did that, and it wasn't working out. I wasn't pushing hard enough, so I had to get back into television, my day job. And then... You know, up and down, there was really a lot. There wasn't a lot new. There were books coming out and conferences to go to. And I've been to a lot of UFO conferences. And then all of a sudden, 2017, somebody says, hey, there are some videos coming out and they're really impressive. Next yeah. thing you know, and, and a couple of people said, New York Times is doing an article. The article comes out and that changed everything. I mean, I started my blog. Um, and ever since that, you know, December 16, 2017, it's just been a whirlwind. It's just new information. I mean, there have been lulls too, where nothing comes out, mm -hmm. but the last couple of weeks have been incredible. And today is supposed to be an amazing day too. So yeah, I've been hearing rumblings. Sometimes it's just excitement and not much. Sometimes it meets up to the expectations. I don't blame anybody for hype and stuff. I mean, you know, it's a hard world out there. They're all just trying to do that thing. Hopefully the news that comes out today is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I, I hear it is, it may even come out while we're talking. Uh oh, well, we may have to look at it. <laughs> I think we have, yeah, if it does, I will. But it, you know, I keep getting okay. messages, so I'll check. But I think it's going to be two hours from now. Okay, gotcha. So I think. Um, okay. Well, let me get to kind of the next part of this, where I can ask you some really challenging, impossible questions that I don't know how you're going to answer. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a very dry sense of humor. Um, what cal calculus questions? Yeah, calculus questions. Um, you know, something that I take from you is, you know, I've been following you, and I don't want to say the word watching because that sounds creepy, but you know, Twitter, you follow some people, they don't follow you. You're reading what they do, um, and that's been my relationship with you for the most part. I comment on some stuff once in a while. Uh, but it's clear to me that you go above and beyond to make sure everything is documented accurately and correctly. Um, so my question to you is, um, first, how long have you been doing that? And second, because you're so meticulous and obviously, you know, a lot of people just take the big words from the interviews and stuff and they move on. But when you're doing that and you're documenting everything, you're taking, you're ingesting everything as it should be. So my question to you is, I know people don't like doing this, but if you had to guess and give me your best theory, let's say, okay, the world's going to end and it's all up to Joe. He's got to give us his best theory. Hopefully it's right. What would it be? As far as what's here, you know, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it depends on which day you ask me. I mean, I mean, I don't change. My opinion. <laughs> I don't change my opinion every day, but it's like you hear different information. You'll read a read a certain book from somebody, and yeah. one of my favorite theories is, you know, if you read John Keel and Jacques Jacques Vallée, um, mm -hmm. they talk about something on this planet. Some people will call it ultra terrestrials, but something on this planet that is able to and, and john keel's book operation trojan horse is just a must read it's, you know yeah it's just like his work is amazing and a lot of people don't know about it and i didn't know about it until somebody told me a couple of years ago you read it and he talks about some intelligence that's able to basically create anything they want they can create saucers they can create any shape they want um just pop in out of nowhere they can create bodies they can create beings jacques valet has spoken about this too He's like, well, if, if, if this is something that's, you know, say there's something with DNA going on with abductions, he's like, well, these, there's a good chance these beings are able to create. And, and, and that's not an exact quote. I, I'm going to post his, his quote. It's from something he did a couple of years ago, but he talks about how the, they could basically create what they want. So it would, you know, match up with our DNA. Um, mm -hmm. That's a theory. Um, maybe extraterrestrials. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's that and extra, extraterrestrials and time travelers. I mean, it's speculation, you know, yeah. I do think, I do think some people who were part of the government or are still part of the government do have an idea of what we're dealing with, but you know, maybe what they are or what they look like. Um, even if you open up a saucer and you see what it looks like, it doesn't tell you what they are. It doesn't tell you where they're from. And most importantly, right. it doesn't tell you their intentions and, and say you get a live, you know, a live ET George Knapp uh, has a source that told him, yeah, yeah, we did have a live non-human being in, at Area 51. And it, just let's say if that's true, and they were able to communicate, and you ask, so what are your intentions? Why are you here? Just be, whatever it says, you don't know if it's telling the truth. You know? <laughs> right. And, you know, it could, it could be lying to you. So it's like impossible. It could know just know how to lie, and that's it. That could yeah. be how it lives, is just lying. Right. But, I mean, I hope, I'm, I'm hoping... Whatever negative, if, if there are negative groups here that just don't have our best interests at heart and, you know, they're using us for whatever reason, um, I hope there and, and you hear the story that there are other beings out there who will help us, but they're waiting for us to, like, ask for help. They won't step in. So it's, it's the old, you know, prime directive from Star Trek. They're not going to just jump yeah. in and, you know, because our society probably wouldn't be able to handle that. Um, so that's that that is my hope that there's somebody help hope, waiting to hope help um yeah but then we you know we talk about on another podcast i did the other day we we're talking about how like with the military these these events if they're ua ufo slash uap unidentified aerial phenomena if they are increasing in number it makes me think that maybe they're trying to you know trying to get us to acknowledge step it up it. the game you know step up the game to the to the populace say you know admit it and they're just doing it just just by showing up here with our military at nuke sites at you know, at our aircraft carriers. Uh, yeah, but if just, that's the case, bizarre. and I wasn't able to explain this properly, but if that's the case, that that tells me that maybe they, they know something that's going on on this planet that is mm -hmm. vital that we act now. You know, we need to change our ways, whether it's climate change, you know, environmental de degradation. Or something. Something. Something they may know, but that's total speculation. Maybe they have their own reason right. for, you know, upping their game and showing up a lot more. Because a lot, the last couple of months, you know, we hear... The stuff going on with our, you know, the USS uh, yeah. Russell, the kid USS and Russell. Omaha. Yeah, the last couple of years mm -hmm. since 2019, this stuff is happening. So I can't believe it's 
the people aren't freaking out more. You know, a, a lot of mainstream news is built around fear and instilling that fear in people. So they come back and watch and see what the latest it, with that situation that caused the fear is. So that being said, I can't believe, yes, they're covering this situation, but I cannot believe that they're not covering it even more so as like a 911 type of emergency. Um, for people, anyone who's watching this that may not know, first of all, you live under a rock. Second of all, there are unknowns flying over our nuclear installations and military installations and our Navy. If anything, that really hurts the credibility and confidence a country has in its Navy to even protect the country. Yeah, and, and if it turns out it's Russia or China, that's even, as, a, as Marco Rubio said, he said, Senator Marco Rubio said to a CBS station in Miami last year, he said, I, I think it's better off if it's not from this planet, because if it's from this, if it's Russian or Chinese, we're screwed. You know, they've passed. Yeah, us, totally. You know, they've passed, you know, they've leapfrogged us technology wise, as Elizondo has spoken about. So that's yeah. pretty scary. Um, but I have a hard time thinking, you know, I was talking to Jazz Shaw yesterday right. and um, he mentioned this and, and I agree with him. I have a really hard time thinking that another country has developed this amazing technology and no one else has a clue about it, really? First of all, how long would it take to even develop that technology? Probably decades. And all that counterintelligence, all that work we never found out, that'd be pretty bizarre to me. I think I think we we may have figured something out along the way. I don't think we have the same technology that they do. I don't think any human does, as far as I know. Um, yeah. But people, you know, people, the argument with the with the kid in Omaha and the Russell, uh, they're saying those are drones. But the problem is, you know, it's made it into the UAP task force classified briefing. This stuff is included. They're saying, mm -hmm. you know, and I've spoken to my own source. It's like, yeah, they're saying it's it's unidentified. And it's aliens. ongoing investigation. You know, even uh, Susan Gao said that in one of her emails, she said, this is included in an ongoing investigation. So if it's ongoing, that means they still need that material to help them out, which means it's not freaking planes, dude. So, so the, the one thing Susan Goff didn't say, she didn't say they were unidentified, which everybody is, is That's true. latching on to. They're saying, well, she didn't say they were unidentified. which Because she did with the uh, gimbal and stuff, right? They, they did say these are UAP, I believe. Uh, I think the Navy said yeah. that too. Um, so that's why, well, why didn't she say, she say it this time? And the theory is, is because they know these are drones and they're making, a, they're going to make us look like idiots by saying they're UAP. And then somewhere down the line, they'll, they'll pull out the rug out from under us and say, you guys are idiots. These were you, these were, these were drones and balloons the entire time. And you guys, you guys thought they were UAP. I mean, the UAP task, UAP task force is a bunch of idiots. The ONI, because it's not, it's the UAP, you know, UAP task force. It's the ONI. Let me ask you this. It, People above them, they think they're a UAP. So if they're wrong, yeah, we're in major trouble if these people are that clueless. Is there any that. historical um, context for something like that happening before UFO and ufology, where they deliberately almost tried to embarrass the group? I'm trying to think. There may be that's that I can't think of right now. I mean, there's sure. been people like Bill Moore who was working with the government and 
I just don't know what the point of that would be. You know? I mean, Why would they want to... It's so much... So many people would have to be in on that, and, you know... I just what what the point? The case. Well, it's because they don't want this information out. I mean, there are people in our government, and several people have written oh, about okay. this and talked about this. They don't want this out for... Uh, a big part of it is religious reasons because they think they're demonic and any interaction and acknowledging from us is going to open that door. So they just want it, us yeah. to ignore it. Well, um, don't they want to the, the bring on revelations? Yeah. Let, right, uh, apparently that's not, what I always so. think is like if you think they're demons, then that doesn't make sense that you don't want to acknowledge it. Because, uh, well, I grew up non-denominational Christian, um, so I'm, very, I'm not anymore, but I'm very familiar with that you know, what they believe, what they want. And they all have this hidden hope deep inside that revelation comes and God comes back to the earth and saves everybody. So if they think they're demons, I would think they'd say, yeah, game on. It's time. Yeah. I Wouldn't they? The same thing happened with the remote viewing. It's the mentality. And they didn't want remote viewing to, they didn't want the program to take place basically for people who don't know what remote viewing is, is, they, mm -hmm. they had soldiers who would just use their sixth sense to acquire information about anything, past, present, future, Crazy. basically psych your psychic abilities. And the same people did not want did not want that program, and they pulled the funding. They did everything everything they could to pull well, the funding. Um, it's funny because it lasted for twenty years. They had twenty million dollars over twenty years, which is not a lot. And then the people who were fighting for the program, one, three of them were Senator Inouye, Senator Stevens, and Senator Glenn. Those three also helped create the UFO program in 2007. So it's interesting. Those people have been battling for us for a long time. Um, yeah. One of them, one of the, I don't know the exact position of the person, but he, he spoke to Joe McMonagle, who was the first remote viewer, amazing psychic. And he told I've him, heard him. One guy told him, your son, you're doing the work of God. And the other one said, son, you were doing the work with the devil. It's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know which one scared me the most. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing work. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, when you get into that stuff, the remote viewing and all that, it, just, it gets like life is more of a sci-fi movie than anyone realizes, which is just, just intriguing I just think and kind of exciting. It's one of the things that. You know, people have asked me, you know, what are you in this for? And I think, for me personally, I think remote viewing is the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other things I think that humans are capable of doing. And I think if we can get the, the masses to eventually say, okay, we've been lied to for 70 plus years about UFOs. What else did they lie to us about? I want to know. And that's when I could say, well, you had remote viewing, you have healing that's going on, you have some of the best data is related to healing mice of cancer. It's something I've spoken about a lot. William Bankston, he's, he's done experiments in laboratories. You know, I, I think it's over a dozen and it's data after data after data. Um, so I think humans can do things that we don't realize. That's and that's, sad. I think acknowledging the UFO stuff and realizing we've been lied to would be a big step towards opening a lot of minds about what else have we mm -hmm. been not necessarily lied to, but, you know, it's just hush up. You can't get a paper. It's really difficult to get a paper written on any of this stuff, you know, because the, yeah. the peer review, they just don't want that. You know, it's in their minds. It's like, this is not possible. So it doesn't make it into journals. That's why the work of Gary Nolan and Jacques Vallée, they're working on materials. They're trying to get it published. Right. And apparently they're, they're moving along. So, so, yeah, science is important. It's just hard to get break that door down for a peer review because, you know, they have this this mindset that it's not possible. Right. Which is, uh, it, 
just incredible to me that people, and that's one big thing that they think is not possible, but there's so many everyday things or things that people want to do with their life that they say just isn't possible. That is, you know, it's definitely a downfall of the human and not being able to believe in something special, whether it's in themselves or, you know. Oh, it's like Aliens. A four minute mile. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Four minute. We'll never be. We'll never be able to break the four minute mile mark. You know, it's like. Yeah. What What are we going to look at ten years from now and say, "Oh my, can you believe we didn't think we were capable of this or that?" Right. So, so I'm. It's like cell phones. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, technology. I, mean, I just can't believe the next 10, 20 years are going to be amazing. Um, so as much as I love the UFO stuff, I just think it's more deeper than that. I think it's more mm-hmm. about human. You know human capabilities that's really you know but i do like the ufo stuff especially i i look forward to people and it's starting to happen a little bit but more people that i know who have never been into this you know they they hear about what i'm working on and they want to know more so my fam my family for the most part no not yet a little bit but i have friends that are like you know tell me about your blog tell me what's going on and it's just so many you know nbc network news just did a story on on the on the events related to the Russell and the Omaha and you know I could pass on an NBC network news story that's more impressive than my blog you mm-hmm. know who am I and uh, any any mainstream coverage like that is great and that's what happened since 2017 mainstream coverage has increased exponentially and people there are people out yeah. there who have been in this subject for such a long time and they're like I don't know what it is if they're jaded or if they're mad that like Tom DeLonge and some of the new people got you know a lot of the attention but they're like this is nothing new. This has happened in the fifties. Really, nothing to see here. You guys are getting excited over nothing. I was like, no. There's a reason yeah. to be excited. There's a reason, you know. I mean, I don't know these people personally, so I am definitely prepared to be wrong. But if I had to guess, it would be jealousy. Yeah, I understand that. Human human beings are jealous. We're jealous. So, hopefully, yeah. you know, if if what I'm hearing comes out. Those those folks will be more open, um, but there are other people who made it political. You know, they you know Harry. Harry Can you say Reed, what you're hearing? <laughs> just that, just stuff that's. I don't want to say say specifically in case it doesn't. That's happen. fine. Just just an article yeah. that's supposed to come out. Um, but yeah. um, people talk about Harry Senator Harry Reid, who I was lucky enough to interview. Uh, a couple oh, of years wow. ago, I stumbled upon the interview. I was I was called as a camera operator. I just go wherever I'm called to work on reality shows, sports, whatever. And somebody said, we have a shoot for you. It's one day. It's with a local politician. I'm like, okay. And then the day before they're like, it's, it's Senator Harry Reid. And he had already come out, you know, the, the New York times story had always had already broken. So, um, not my best interview, but you know, I got to interview him and that was great. And people take shots at him and you know, he's a politician. People, they lie. It's like, yeah. Why is he going to lie about UFOs, which hurts his credibility? It's like you think no it's just reason. people that lie, or uh, politicians that lie. Everybody, you know, everybody. That, that's one thing that kind of irritates me is um, when people kind of go too far with uh, attacks or assuming someone's lying. It's it, to me like the one thing actually every human has in common is that we're different. You know, so you can't assume. You know, let's say everyone in the government's always lied. Well, there could be one person that doesn't that changes the world. Everyone's different, and you have to treat them as such. You know, Harry Reid, I think, from at least my perspective, is the guy is uh, honest, 
towards his passion and does a lot of hard work to see that through and he really believes in it with his heart yeah he's really interested and in it. it's good to me <laughs> you know um unfortunately it sounds like he's sick so yeah he's still getting chemo um you know people in, in in his interviews may not not everything he says may be crystal clear so people he says something the other day and yeah i got confused yeah. It was really bad, but the, the two newspapers, the Daily Star and the Sun, I mean, not that. not known for their credibility. Although they've been doing better with the UFOs lately, but yeah, they got it totally yeah. wrong. And said that Putin. Uh, Why don't you ask? I don't. You know, well, don't they ask first? Or Google? Just Google some of his other interviews. He's on record talking about Russia and Putin, how they're interested in UFOs along with China. Right. And we need to we need to up our game so we you know we don't fall behind yeah. them. That's basically what he's saying. Um, yeah. But one thing about which I've I've not talked about this, and it's something really important. I don't think I would be here. I don't think I'd have my blog if it wasn't for George Knapp. And people don't understand what I mean by that. Jeremy, I met Jeremy Corbell at a conference, uh, met UFO Megacon. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, about an hour and a half from Vegas in Laughlin, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And um, he goes, George would not be here. We would not be here if not for George. And he explained why. George Knapp wrote Hunt for the Skinwalker, which is about Skinwalker Ranch, where it's the most studied paranormal place in the world. He wrote about that in the 90s. Uh, there was a scientist at the DIA who read the book, and he's a rocket scientist. I think, I think he had a PhD in math and sci in physics. He wanted to visit the ranch, so he did. He called up Bigelow. He got in contact with Bigelow, went to the ranch, had an experience, a paranormal experience, where he saw this, this, this like, evolving shape uh called like a i forget the word for it a mobius loop um and he said you know what we need to study ufos but we need to study all this other stuff that's connected if we really want to know what's going right. on we need to study all of this so he went and spoke with harry reed and that's how the program got started so if it wasn't for wow. him reading Knapp's, Knapp's book, going to the ranch, having the experience, and then talking to Reed and saying, we need this program, wow. we wouldn't be doing this. You know, it's like it, it, it really was the impetus for all of this. And um, it's a great book, too. If you haven't read it, Hunt for the Skinwalker, about okay. the goings-on at the ranch and the studies, and also on ufology in general, different theories. You, they go through all the different theories. It's really, okay. it's like like a must-read. No, if it's an audio book, I do audio. It's on audio, too, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I prefer audio just because I'm in the car all the time. Um, I read um, the last book I read like that was Secret Machines. Um, and just because of it was um, promoted as almost your answers. Like I went back and looked at the earlier videos and everything of him promoting that book and to the stars. And a lot of it was about that novel. That novel was almost like a centerpiece more so than the show Unidentified. And he said a lot of the answers you want are in there. So I'm like, well, I want answers. I'm going to read the thing. Well, 400 pages into it, I'm like, man, this is slow. This has got to be over soon. I check. Not even close. It's a novel. <laughs> 700 some pages. I'm like, oh, my God. But uh, it got a lot better as, you know, kind of the halfway point or through. It got, uh, you know, and when I say better, I just mean um, it captured my attention a lot more. And it was uh, very fun to pretend I was one of the characters, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, he says tri in that book, triangles are ours, you know. Um, discs are aliens. And 
you know, for him to promote it like he did, and then that's the information in there. Is that true? Is that what it is? Yeah, like, there's no way to know. There's no, no way one to know talks what, about that. There's no way to. I mean, we. I mean, it's been discussed on Twitter and other well, places. Well, I wasn't here, I guess. Then, yeah. Yeah, we don't know. You don't know what in those books are true and what is not. I mean, I've heard. It's frustrating. I've heard the same. I've heard the same about. You know, there are other people who have done research. David Marler and other people, um, Richard Dolan, and talking about some of the triangles may be ours. Um, yeah. But if you bring that up in UFO circles, people, there are some people that say, no way, we, no way do we have that technology. And, yeah. and one of the interviews I did with Will Miller, who a lot of people don't know, he was mentioned in Leslie Keene's book back in 2000. She called him a true insider. And around 2000, I became friends with him. It just happened. I became friends with him. I didn't really know how important he was. Um, he's in my blog that which we haven't talked about, about Wilson Davis and about crash retrievals. Yeah, I just that. saw that, actually. If you want to segue into that, we can. We're kind of just going with the flow, which I like. Yeah. So back in 97. Which is cool, but. 97, uh, Stephen Greer, who's another, he's a lightning rod because he says a lot of controversial things and people hate oh, him. Right. And people love him. Um, but he was on Coast to Coast saying that uh, he was briefing a Joint Chiefs fella about uh, UFOs and programs, and this guy didn't know any of this information. He had no access to it, and supposedly Greer, and, and at the meeting was Stephen Greer, Will Miller, who set up the meeting, and uh, Edgar Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon. There's two other people there, um, and supposedly this person, Admiral Thomas Wilson, who went on to become the, the um, director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, he, um, Greer or Miller gave him information about a special access program related to UFOs, he actually, according to documents that came out later and the story, the way the story goes, which Mitchell told the story too, he went to this special access program and wanted access. He goes, um, I think he was, at the time, he was the Joint Chiefs Deputy Two of Intelligence. So he, he had oversight into all these programs. And they said, you know, so he got, he found out where the program was and he said, uh, I want to see what you guys have here. And they're like, sorry, you, you don't have a need to know. We can't let you in. And he was furious. So he's supposedly, according to the Wilson Davis documents, they told him that it was a program that reverse engineered, you know, a craft that they had an intact craft that was not made of human hands, not made on earth. Um, they didn't have much success because the program was very limited in how many people were let in. So not a lot of scientific minds could look at it and figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, and they had an idea of where it came from. They, he didn't say, he wouldn't answer that. They had an, and, and he wouldn't say what, it was in the hands of a private co aerospace contractor. Um, okay. He wouldn't say who. And Bigelow, then, probably. Yeah, I don't know if it was Bigelow. There's stuff <laughs> maybe coming out about that. Um, but, and he also said, um, you know, they weren't going to give him a tour. He wanted to take a tour. So he was livid. He talked to people and they're like, you know, the special access uh, program committee, I think SAPCO, they, they said, just let it go. Or you're going to lose a couple of stars. You, you're going to, you know, you're not going to get your promotion. Just let it go. Um, that was in 97. And then in two, 2002, well, two years ago, documents leaked about a meeting between astrophysicist Eric Davis and Wilson, right. the guy who was shut out, allegedly shut out of the program. And it just goes through and Wilson telling Davis everything that happened. And coincidentally, coincidentally, again, I became friends with Eric Davis a couple of years ago. He will not talk Whoa. about that. He will not talk about that. But um, he I've said this before. He knew I was working on a massive blog on Wilson Davis. And I 
feel pretty comfortable. If he had known it was just totally bogus, he would say, stop wasting your time. But right. he never said anything. He never said anything. I have a couple of quotes from him in there about whether Lockheed is the company. Um, but that's a big – obviously, that's the biggest story ever because UFOs, okay, great. We don't know where they're from. But if we have a craft, an intact craft, and we have a bo- – maybe we have bodies too because that's been brought up by several people. That That's game over. If we can get access to that, Creepy. show people – you know, we don't know where they're from, but this is what they look like. This is a craft, you know. Uh, it's technology we can't even figure out. It's like, oh man, what a day that would be. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like, insane. a lot of people have ignored it. They, they, there are theories that there are t- theories that well, the the admiral that showed up that day was an imposter and that fooled Eric Davis. I'm like, oh, okay. that's not yeah. happening. Eric Davis is too bright for that. Um, sometimes the imagination these people have about how different things are than the story told is more so than aliens you know (laughs) well there there may be other reasons for it maybe certain people don't want this story out and that's just this you know there's they'll say whatever and just and it's not necessarily for a bad reason in their mind they think the truth will just you know destroy our society and that's why the secret may have been kept originally um and there's another theory about Wilson Davis that it's a movie script. You know, it's like, no, it's not a movie script. It leaked out of Edgar Mitchell's estate. When he died, actually, Edgar Mitchell died a few years ago. These were part yeah. of the documents that were found that were UFO related. Eric, That's incredible. I don't think Dr. Edgar Mitchell, who has spoken about this in various, I have it on my blog. He's you, spoken about the meeting and he's referenced the meeting that Davis had with Wilson but without naming them. I don't think Edgar Mitchell's going to have a movie script in his possessions. I think he's a little smarter than that. And George Knapp has talked about it too. Everybody connected. He said that these are real. The, the, the meeting happened. Whether or not Wilson told Davis the, you know, the truth or, or the contractor told Admiral Wilson right. the truth about that program. Can't, I don't know. I think, I think they did. I think it's true, but you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll go as far as saying, I believe in you know, a meeting happened 100%. It was 2002 in Las Vegas. Right. Well, you know, one thing I've re- realized being a, a manager, a boss, or owning a company is uh, when a situation comes up, there's always, um, you know, their truth, their truth, and then the truth, <laughs> you know, which is usually in the middle of the two stories you hear. Uh, but yeah, it's great reporting and great job getting that stuff up there. I mean, if it's not for people like you doing that, I wouldn't even know what to do. I would have this big problem. Uh, with UFOs, and I wouldn't know what to read or how to learn more about it. So I really appreciate you doing that. I just have a couple more questions for you, if that's cool. Yeah, and it's you not got time. A lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are doing great work, and and I'm really, I'm not really a reporter. I just, I like to collect information that a lot of people may have missed the first time. That's kind of what I do, well, and then try to put pieces together. Like you know, if I see something from three years ago that somebody forgot, and it connects to something that makes us think, you know what, maybe that tells us X, Y, or Z. So, but I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'd like you're not a reporter. 15, 15 that's that's like reporting on steroids is what you're doing. <laughs> well, my standards are lower. You know, I could put stuff in my blog that a, like the New York Times can't put. You know, some of the stuff I had in my Wilson Davis blog. True. You know, they may have had access to some of that from what I heard, but it didn't make it into their report. So they still had some great stuff. They had Eric Davis saying, you know, he briefed two Senate committees. Mm-hmm on the retrieval of off-world vehicles. Off-world vehicles, yeah. And people are like, well, no, he didn't have the clearances. That's not, I don't believe that. It's like, uh, you know, he did. That just means yeah. we made a vehicle that can't do anything here. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, retrieval of off-world vehicles, is, it's a pretty big thing. Basically, it's you know, huge. It was not made here. So, um, but people, uh, more, most people can't just out. deal with it. I guess people so. can't deal with it. And they don't like you Eric know? Davis, too. The people who don't like Eric Davis, they don't like Harry Reid. They don't like Jeremy Cormel. They don't like George Knapp. They don't like that they're connected to the Lazar story. It just goes on and on. And there are people that I don't get along with, but I'm not going to stop. If they put out good information, you know, here you go. They, there's so many people that are contributing to this. So try not Or to you like... can just not pay attention to them. If you don't like someone, don't follow them. Don't listen to yeah. them. Like, why do you have to... It's hard uh, for them to ignore it, though, because it's you know, such hurt a big people. piece of information. So, but anyway, what other questions do you have? Yeah, I get it. Well, for any haters out there hating each other, uh, it's just childish, and we're not going to get anywhere fighting. If we can come together and work off of each other, I think that would be best. Everybody's I got agree. different qualities, you know. I mean, I'm just um, sometimes, you know, I, I get into sure. Well, it's human. Though. It's human. Yeah. But I think you know, there's a difference between a human that makes a mistake and just moves on. And a human that makes a mistake realizes it and then does what he can to rectify it. Right. You know, that's what a good human is. And if we could all just do stuff like that and put our egos in the trash. But, hey, I'm new to this, so I don't know a lot of the drama no, behind the advice, scenes. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, real quick. Well, it doesn't have to be quick. It's up to you. But. If you could choose between taking a ride in a spaceship or a time machine, uh, which would it be? Um, and you can say where you'd go, why, and what you'd do. Time machine. I'd definitely take time machine. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Backwards or forwards? Probably I would love to go forward like 100 years and see if we're still here. <laughs> Because one of my other, one of my other interests is whether or not we blow How ourselves up. How would that work? You know, I want to. Yeah, it's like if I, if hundred years, as far as humans, I think the the planet will always be here, um, right. at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, but I would love to see a hundred years. You know, because one of the other things I'm interested in cyclical cyclical cataclysms on this planet, which I think happen every you know twelve, thirteen thousand years, and I don't know if we're due for another one. I just think that happens on this planet. <laughs> Like the flood and such. Yeah, the flood, which is documented that we had a flood related maybe to a comet, cometary impact, multiple mm -hmm. pieces of a comet it's breaking up. I was in Norway once in, in a church, and they had this beautiful painting, and it basically shows the comet breaking up um, over the planet, and then that would cause tidal waves, you know, stuff like that. Um, sure. So I'd love to go 100 years or a couple hundred years, maybe a 1,000 years in the future and see how many of us are left, you know. <laughs> Hopefully it's just a little yeah. it's a little ufo joe that's it <laughs> yeah i'm here uh okay so time machine that's a great answer um you, you know and kind of seems like typical of you you want to go in and find the real dirt and tell people <laughs> look, for yeah. that, look for that newspaper article that finally told us it's confirmed we're not alone um now what do you make of corbell commenting that they're intelligently controlled the, the triangles because he's he said that in describing them these things are under intelligent control and i don't recall him saying like a maybe it was kind of a like a definitive statement i could be wrong but am i hearing that wrong or is that really no. the case I think you're hearing it correct. I just think he has a lot of information and people he's spoken to that he hasn't released yet. It comes down to that. I mean, right. I heard the same thing. I've spoken to somebody and they're like, 
these things are not acting like drones. They're, they're acting like nothing we've ever seen. So, you know, un, under intelligent control and and acting like you know, it's not a not a normal uh, technology that we know about. You know, and, and Tyler right. Rogaway wrote a great article in in the Drive about you know drone technology. Um, I mean, it's it's possible that you know our adversaries have these amazing drones and they're soaking up inf intel information. But I would think if Tyler knows about that. I would think our Navy and people in the intelligence world know about that, too. I mean, people say not necessarily. I'm like, uh, you know, let's see what happens, because like I said, behind the scenes, they're taking it seriously. They think they are UAP. Yeah. Um, Tyler thought the three photos that George Knapp released with the the blimp and the acorn and the sphere. Right. Tyler, Tyler believes those are balloons. But, you know, the wind at that point, up at that that altitude, was 90, 90 plus miles an hour, and and the F eighteen pilots allegedly were saying these things. We we got close, and they they're not moving. So Just the yeah. utter lack of confidence in the intelligence of the men and women who serve for us is kind of pathetic, to be quite honest with yeah. you. Yeah, and if they're if they're if they're if he's right, we are so screwed. We're so screwed. I don't think yeah. we're screwed. You know, it's like but. But well, we got North Korea and we're chasing balloons all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's, I think a lot more is going to come out. So we don't have to debate it because it's like, I think right. we'll know more and people will realize that, you know, it's probably yeah. not drones or balloons. I think we're all just waiting to see, you know, what the rest of this life is, is going to look like in, and by the, in way, the world. I think drones are involved too. It's like, I'm not saying they're not, drones aren't involved. Right. It doesn't have to be black and white. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and like, I think a lot of this and the video is not clear, you know, it shows a, a triangle. And, and then the report Jeremy got from the people who he had sources told him that it was seen as a pyramid, not a triangle. And people are like, well, that's right. just and it said it was 700 the information he the obtained and released, <laughs> right, obtained and released. And, you know, I just don't think, you know, people are like, it's a plane that's out of focus. And like, are these guys that clueless? Right. Even even if you want to say they were fooled on the deck of the ship, but then it made it to the next level, and then the next level, and they're exactly. still not checking to see if it was a plane, you know? So hmm. hard yeah. to find out, hard to believe. You guys trick uh, flight uh, radar twenty four or what? Ah, yeah, we exactly. didn't. We forgot. <laughs> no, oh, we'll never know. Exist? There are apps, there are apps <laughs> like that. Civilians are even doing it. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I know. Okay. No, thanks for uh, commenting on that. Um, I I haven't heard. One thing I was curious about, maybe you have some insight, is uh, uh, Robert Bigelow, he, he always kind of had his face around this uh, topic, I feel like. Um, and then he had like this big deal with NASA that kind of fell through, it seemed like. And then he's doing the consciousness study. Is Do you think he's done with this UAP stuff, or is he still have his finger on the pulse, or is he involved in anything, do you know? Well, I think he's involved because he was at that meeting where George Knapp acquired the, the three photos, the, the three UAP. When was that? I think it was two years ago. I think okay. that those that he first acquired those photos, and George couldn't release them because he had made a promise to the people who he got them from. Um, mm -hmm. And people are like, "Well, George got the photos from from Bigelow." I'm like, "No, George said that Bigelow hosted the meeting here in Vegas. He didn't say he got them from him. So he's got his hand in that, and he's working on the consciousness and life after death." You know, he has that contest going where people right. who wrote, you know, wrote an essay about the, their their evidence for life after death. And the first, I think, first prize is like 
750 it's a lot half a million it's a lot of it's a total of over a million dollars in, in prize money so if, <laughs> i really can't wait to see what the best essays are what kind of evidence they came up with yeah i mean um i have a feeling it'll kind of have a lot to do with reincarnations and you know so on and so forth and evidence that way and out of body experiences and ndes and all that um there was I, I already forgot his name but i've learned about him because uh george knapp actually interviewed him and i'm not sure if he was taking part in this consciousness study or not stafford betty maybe is his name hmm. i don't know but i started reading his book and it, it was brilliant it was about like these seven worlds and all this stuff <laughs> you know after you die these seven worlds and stuff uh, but the book was really great he talks about you know, kind of how everything that people believe in, whether it's God or, you know, Muhammad or whatever, it all kind of existed historically in different, you know, places and, you know, kind of like a everyone's right type of situation. But this is how we put it together. It's a really good book. Uh, I really admire Bigelow for doing that consciousness study, even though it seems literally impossible to uh, be able to prove, but he never shies away from uh, those kind of challenges and you know, that's pretty impressive to me. So yeah, it's, it's like, I agree, very impossible to prove. Um, even with mediums, I believe there are some mediums who can acquire information that there's no right. way they could have known. And it's through a sixth sense. But to prove it's coming from a dead person, right. it's just a, such another leap. It's to the get same to thing. Yeah. And it, there's some work being done where Gary Schwartz, who's done work with mediums, where he's saying there's like photons entering this device during a reading, which suggests that there's something entering the room. So it's, that's, that's, encouraging hmm. as our technology gets better we may be able to see into this other world and that's i i think i think that could happen i just don't know when it's like 10 years yeah. you know, will i be alive to see into an, if there's another dimension if people right around us will we be able to have technology that actually shows us that and yeah. stephen greer claims black projects have that technology where they can look into other dimensions but like i said he claims a lot claims a lot yeah. of stuff so who the heck knows but i would love that for that to be the case um, and just this whole theory, his whole uh, fake alien invasion thing, yeah, the fake alien invasion, absolutely you know, I, zero sense to me. There's no, it doesn't make but, any sense. You know, I don't reject it. I don't reject anything. I'm like, okay, I, I don't see any oh, evidence sure. for it. It doesn't make any sense, but just keep it, just in case. <laughs> I'll leave <Yeah>. it there. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's really, that's all he's pushing right now. He's trying to get a documentary yeah. out right now. And he's rushing before the, the government's report coming out on UAPs at the end of June. Um, right. He's rushing to get it done. Very so capitalistic of him. Because he thinks yeah. we're going to say, it's a threat. It's a threat. And Elizondo's been very clear. He goes, it could be a mm -hmm. threat. We don't know. It could not be a threat. We don't know. Yeah. It's, like, I don't, I it's an interesting article about uh, those electronic like uh, uh, pulse attacks that were happening in Cuba and stuff. Cuba, uh, and yeah. It happened here in Washington, D.C. And uh, it was in November last year. And I commented this on their story. I'm not sure anyone saw it, but in November last year is when Trump went to the bunker and everyone was like, why did he go to the bunker? What did he do that for? I bet it was because of that, because it was right in the White House lawn that somebody got hit with it. And Interesting. And there are people say, well, and is that related to UAP stuff, maybe? I don't know. I mean, there are people would say it's related to evil aliens. There are people that say it's related to black projects, you know, the, the deep state. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, it exists. I mean, sure. I do think I think I think there are people in black, you know, 
special unacknowledged special access projects pro programs that you know know stuff that we don't know and they're not they're going to hold on to that stuff is with the, they're going to yeah. not let that go unless they're forced um but as far as who's behind that kind of attack i don't i don't know i really don't know last question for you um how do you decide and this is more for people that would be just getting into this topic uh, when there's so much information going back and forth in different ways and uh, oftentimes conflicting but from different people albeit um how do you decide who to i guess how can i put this how do you decide yeah like what who you can read and trust what they're writing whether it be a story or a documentary like i mean because you can't just throw yourself out there but nothing's proven so what do you do it's hard. There's some stuff I, you know, it's, I can't really give you a specific, sometimes it's right. Just more of advice, there, I guess. There are people, I mean, and, and I say I have sources and people I talk to, it's not like I just, they tell me stuff and I believe it 100%. I try to get, you know, mm -hmm. information elsewhere to back it up. Um, sometimes you can't do that. Um, that's why I said, I'm not a journalist. I, I don't, I, I don't go with three independent sources before I put something sure. on my blog and, and people know, if I'm speculating, which is most of what I do, it's like a lot of this is speculation. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I like to quote people and have their exact words and then try to back it up with something else. But there's sometimes somebody will say something and I'll start, I'll start transcribing and then they start, and then it just goes off the rails. I'm like, I can't share this. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, but there's a, here's a, here's, a, here's a perfect example. And I'll give you more details than I've given before, but I took a, I took a remote viewing class back in late nineties and the person who ran the class, uh, was on a show a couple of years ago. And he said that he stumbled, he was, he went to do some work on a black program, a secret program. And he saw humans working alongside aliens. And I was like, and I know the, and I met this person and I love this guy. Um, just the nicest guy. So you're like, and the, and the, the, the interviewer did not follow up. I was like, she just changed the subject. I'm like, how could you let that go? So I contacted him and I emailed him. I'm like, can you clarify? And he clarified for me. Um, so I'm, and I hesitated to put that out. I've had that for a year and a half to two years and I've, and it's halfway written on my blog. Um, I well, do want to put it out. People can decide because he's like, he's not the only one who has seen that stuff. So, well, you know, we start going with, you know, we're being visited. And if you go beyond that, a lot of people freak out. If you talk about what I just said, right. people are like, oh, you'll believe anything. I'm like, well, people need to realize you don't have to c commit to one thing or another. You know, like if you just because you're learning more about this one theory, whether it be aliens or whatever, that doesn't mean you're committed to believing this. And now you're a weird, hokey alien person. You know, like you have to be able to, you know, be free to experience and learn things that you want without it being this big judgment on who you are as a person, you know? No, I, and I, did, I remember putting out information that DeLong said, and DeLong puts out a, put out a lot of stuff. You're like, I don't know if I believe this, but, I, but I've heard it before. And this specific information, he was like, well, this specific type of alien, they feed off of our negative emotions. And I put, and I've heard that, I heard that since when I first got into this, that's what I heard. And back then I was like, what? I'm like, all right, and, and I kept it in the back of my mind, and then I heard DeLong say it, and, then I, and if you Google it, there's other people throughout history who've said, yeah, they feed off of negative emotions, and that's why life on this planet is so bad, because they've influenced, <laughs> because they 
they need things to be bad. So it's like I put that out. Hmm. And obviously, I don't I don't know if that's true, but it's it's something that I've heard before, and it's it's just interesting to me. It's like and it's, it's I, got, a difference. I got blasted for that. I got blasted for that. Um, and it's like, why? I'm like, I'm not telling you to believe it. It's like, but if but if exactly. UFOs are here and they're not human and they're more advanced, I just don't see where where do you draw the line on what the next step is? Mm -hmm. like, there are some people that don't even think we have material. Why would they crash? Why would we have any of their 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 craft? That doesn't yeah. make any. They'll stop just at UFOs and they will not go any further. Yeah, it's it's just too bad. Um, yeah, I don't know if people are scared of it or what, but. You know, the interesting part about it is uh, whether people believe in it or not, it's here and it is what it is. So yeah. so they're not going to be able to affect that reality. Um, but, you know, hopefully they're in sooner than later so they could at least be prepared for something. Um, albeit, I don't know what that would be. But um, I think we're just about done here. That's an hour. Just about. Um, I had a really yeah. great time talking to you. I... Believe it or not, I don't have any like in-person friends or people that I can talk to about this stuff or even over the phone. So this is awesome that I get to, out of all people, I get to talk to you about it. So yeah, I'm glad to have Super cool. I know there's other people that you're going to have on. Um, and I don't know if I answered your question about how I determine whether or not something credible, but it's like, oh, yeah, it's not easy not easy and I, I appreciate you having me on sean it's like yeah there's a lot of, a lot of stuff's going on hopefully today we'll learn more about that what i, re what I reference yeah. and there's other stuff there's just so much stuff going on so i think, I think my theory right now my theory right now is observe over opinion i'm observing i'm not making opinions i'm taking it all in i'm putting it in the little mental boxes when they things connect i'll you know make sure to acknowledge that but i'm just watching the show and it's awesome my I hope it doesn't get take, canceled. <laughs> uh, take, take any conclusions, even if I if I come to a conclusion, just take it with a grain of salt. You know, um, yeah. there's a lot of I think a lot of information is coming together now. We'll have a, a little much a little better whole, uh, grip on what's going on, maybe just a little bit more. Um, but yeah, thanks yeah. for having me on. It's been great. I uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope you come back. I'd love to do it again with you. Yeah, so definitely. awesome. Thanks, Joe. You have a great yeah. rest of the day. Thanks, Sean. You too. Yeah, nice to meet you. You too.